There are certain characteristics associated with being a good leader. Confidence, charisma, control. We can be quick to equate leadership with awards and success, but that's not always the case. Part of great leadership is about showing up on the dark days, making the difficult decisions when no one else will. I'm Kelly Reardon, and this is the Leadership Podcast Curveball. And every one of the leaders who've been on have, at some point, been put on the spot. They've been asked to do the impossible. These are the uncomfortable moments no one talks about in business schools. How do you make the right decision when you know it's not going to be popular? Justin Langer knows firsthand what this is like. His promotion to coach of the Australian cricket team meant he moved from friend to leader. For Justin, there was an incident where he had to decide if he could still be mates with the players he was now coaching. Of course. Yes, you can. Um, Relationships take time to build. Right, so... And and it's it's a really interesting point because I, I think... Actually, if you build relationships, when you're going to have tough conversations, because of respect, the tough conversations should become easier. There's very few leaders who I know who can be one of the boys. You had to test that out pretty early on when you were coaching WA. <laughs> I did, yeah. And, uh, and it's, uh, but it was, it was important. I mean, we, we won a game, an impossible game, meant that we'd gone from rock bottom or a chance to make the Sheffield Shield final um, we went out for dinner in Adelaide. We put on a nice show. Went back to the hotel. Everyone went back high fives. Everyone's singing Kumbaya. They're all happy. We're getting on the bus the next day. And uh, we all went to bed because three days later, we are pl- playing Queensland to make the Sheffield Shield final from literally from an impossible situation. Anyway, I jump on the bus the next morning and a few of the guys jump on and I went, that's a bit strange. They were all really up and... One of, one of them was my great mate, Adam Voges, who, who took over from the Warriors job on my recommendation, or West Australian cricket as the coach. Mike Hussey, Brad Hogg, these are my mates. These are my friends, right? But what had happened, they had tied one on. They'd gone out to a nightclub and they'd got home at four o'clock in the morning and we're on the bus at seven o'clock. And I, rem- I remember thinking, sitting at the front of the bus going, okay, what are you going to, this is a crucible moment. What are you going to do? I got the job because of really bad behaviours. I got the job because of, you know, alcohol and... Turning it around, to be else. clear, not because you had bad behaviour. <laughs> no, no. Well, I wasn't in the team. I was I was, I was, was um, assistant coach of the Australian team at the time. When I got the job, you know, same, I got the job as an, from an assistant coach. So, and... West Australian cricket had hit a low ebb because of bad behaviour off the field and on the field. And um, so I'm sitting there on the bus. What are you going to do, Justin? These are your mates. Are you going to let it go and be the good guy? And I'm going, no. Which is the easy thing to do, right? The easy thing to do in that situation as a leader is to just go, can't be bothered, let it go. Let it go, let it go, be popular, let it go, we'll deal with it. And I remember walking the change, I said, nah, that's it. This is your moment. And we were going to the airport and I got the boys and I gave them a massive spray. I said, now get your running shoes on, get your running shorts on, let's go. And they're going, what do you mean we're going to go to the airport? I said, I do not care if we miss the plane. You guys, 
Well, you know what your behaviours are. You know what the expectations are. Let's go. And there's the at the Adelaide Oval, there's those big grass banks. Get going. And they're running up and down and they're all vomiting and they're all, they've been at to three o'clock in the morning and they're looking at me, you're a psycho. I don't <laughs> care. You know, what do you stand for, Justin? What do you stand for? What do you, I keep saying that about leadership. What do you stand for? And they did it. And, you know, eventually 45 minutes later, we, okay, have a shower, get in the bus. We've got five minutes to get to the airport. Luckily we found the plane, got on the plane. But you know what, Kelly? Was it scary at the time? Yes, it was. Do I regret it? Not for one millisecond. Did my players hate me at the time? Yes. Did they respect me afterwards? I'm sure they did. And my mates, who had been my teammates, they respect. They knew what I stood for. And guess what? The next seven years, how many times do you reckon I had trouble with alcohol? Yeah, not too many, I'm sure. Not too no, I many. didn't because we, we acted. And this is the thing about culture. Culture is behaviour. And if you haven't got the courage to step on it, whether it's positive or negative behaviour, every single day, to me, that's what leadership's all about. Making tough decisions is one thing, but then you have to see them through. You have to stand firm and you have to justify yourself in the face of a staff mutiny or perhaps media criticism or a financial storm. For educator Dr. Bryony Scott, a decision to make students wear face masks didn't go down so well with everyone. Where we copped heat was when I said that our students needed to bring masks to school and um, they needed to wear them in certain situations and there were people who felt, uh, including you know, significant parts of the media, who felt that that was just ridiculous and you know how dramatic and then there were other people who were there going, you know, great, at least someone's made the decision. There were doctors who thought, you don't know what you're talking about, that's the silliest thing you can do with children, and then you had doctors going, best leadership decision we've seen in the education sector, well done. So there was this really interesting tension, but when people were coming at us with either adoration or criticism, it was reflecting where they were coming from. So, And none of them were leading a community of 5,000 people, that sense of it's not about you, it's about your impact on others and how you help make them feel. And and honestly, our kids were magnificent. They They just, once I explained the reasoning behind what I was doing, they got it and, and the criticism died away. And then about three or four weeks after that, the public debate went on to whether there should be masks or not and continues to this day. So I don't. I think it was a good decision, but we definitely cop flack for it. It's hard to go against conventional wisdom. So I'm interested in how you hold firm on something you believe to be right mm. in the face of pressure to back down. Like what, what do you kind of – what's happening in your mind? How do you do that? Well – yeah, it's a, it is a challenge. I was looking beyond Australia. So I'd been listening and reading and watching what the Centers for Disease Control were saying out of out of America, what the European, I can't remember the title of it, but there's a, a big European organization that look after public health and reading what they were saying. I was looking I was looking at the mandates that they were issuing and expecting to issue. And I was looking at what was happening globally, not just what was happening in Sydney and through Australian politics. And it's not my job to buy into politics or to make decisions based for political reasons. So politicians have to factor in 
what everybody thinks and feels and and they have to kind of get the most out of their their community in terms of people kind of doing what they're meant to do I didn't have to do that I had to look after uh, and keep my kids safe and I had to look after and keep my teachers safe This is Curveball, a show about leading in challenging times. I'm Kelly Reardon. For outgoing Virgin Australia CEO Paul Scurrer, one of the toughest decisions during COVID-19 was one of transparency. Is it more important to maintain the illusion of control or should you just let your team know how bad the situation really is? First and foremost, I think it's important to look like you are calm and in control at least of the message. You know, we all knew then that there were things that were outside of our control. Um, what we could control is how we react to it, how we, uh, how emotional or otherwise we get to it. Uh, but at that point in time, it's not lost on me that there's 10,500 people who uh, hang on every word I say, uh, looking to me to lead through whatever it takes to rescue us. So the discussions with government or new owners or uh, existing owners. Uh, so... I think it's important to keep everyone as calm as you possibly can. But at the same time, you need to keep them as informed as you possibly can as well. And it's not a time for uh, being cute with your words or being um, a little bit uh, less than transparent. It's very important to be all of those. Now, the trick with that is, you know, we did lead through, me and my team, in a very calm way. Um, We did control the way the message was was put out but we were at that point and we still technically are ASX listed so, so that's a tricky balance then right very, yeah so you've got to be you know there's a lot of legal parameters around what you can say about forward-looking statements so as much as we wanted to look calm and in control and we wanted to be as transparent and honest as we possibly could we still had to run the ruler over it from an ASX perspective and make sure we didn't breach any any guidelines or laws. So that's a tri- tricky balancing act. But I think the um, the approach that we took was one about not sugarcoating the multiple possibilities that could come. So we were setting up the workforce to say, look, you know, you need to get yourself ready for these possible outcomes because if this keeps going the way it's going, there is an inevitability about it. And we'll do what we can to make sure you're informed, you're given as much notice as you can, and that we treat you really well through that process. To listen to more leaders like Paul Scurra, just follow Curveball in your favourite podcast app so you're alerted whenever we put out a new episode. I'm also building a Curveball community around the podcast via a newsletter. If you follow me on LinkedIn and go to the featured section, you can subscribe there to the Curveball newsletter. And there's also a link to the newsletter in the bio section of the Deadset Studios Instagram account. You can find out more about Curveball or even suggest a guest that you'd love to hear on the show by going to curveballshow.com. This episode was produced by Hannah Kinder and Liam Reardon, along with the executive producer, Rachel Fountain, for Deadset Studios.